was good, y'all. Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm your host, Simon Villanos, and today we're back at it with another request episode. And real quick, before I get started here, thank you so much for over a thousand followers on TikTok. We really appreciate that. If you're listening to this, make sure you follow our TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Um, we're on all of those. Oh, and Twitter as well. And make sure you give us a good follow there. We really appreciate all of the support, especially from some of our out-of-state friends. So, there you go. But today, we got three Colorado players from the 1A and 2A levels. So, they're all kind of sleepers here. And then we got a player from Alabama. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into it. So, Ryan Chavez, the six foot, 210-pound defensive tackle from... Colorado Springs Christian High School, obviously in Colorado Springs. He is somebody who was big time for the CSCS football team. And so I'm going to go ahead and jump into the positives here. So right off the bat, at six foot 210, he doesn't have the biggest, uh, I guess, frame in general. He doesn't weigh the most, but he is definitely stronger than he looks. You know, there are times he manhandles some guys and he shows that he could, you know, battle with some of the bigger boys in this 1A or 2A division here in Colorado. In addition, he does have some pretty good pass rush and block shedding moves. There's definitely a, an array of pass rushing moves there. You know, he's somebody who has a couple moves at his disposal, and, you know, combined with his quick hands and his ability to use his hands he's very lethal at that you know he's shown that he's not a one-trick pony type of deal he's somebody who has multiple different moves in his arsenal and he can use all of them comfortably and naturally when needed in addition he does have some pretty good and consistent tackling form that's what we love to see it's not always super high so that's great and then last but not least but he has a great nose for the ball he is very disciplined and does not easily get fooled he's the type of guy that does his research you know he obviously looks at his film because he does not bite on a lot of play action plays and that's a good thing it shows that he's disciplined and so that's always a good thing to see uh, obviously, some errors of improvement slash negatives here. He isn't the heaviest. He is only at 210 pounds. And at this point, I think he's a little too light to be an actual defensive lineman. But if he does want to stick on the defensive line, I would say that he'd have to put on some weight, at least 10 to 15 more pounds, so we could have a playing weight of 220 or 225. I think that's pretty solid, and then maybe you could play some defensive end or uh, defensive tackle on the D3 or D2 level, uh, but he has to get that weight, and he has to be at a comfortable playing weight at that, so we'll have to see there. Or... You could switch to playing linebacker. And I think at six foot two ten, he's the perfect height and weight to play some linebacker. Um, it'd probably have to be middle linebacker, and I think you could actually do a pretty good job there. But the thing about that, the, I'm also concerned about his strength as well. See, his weight and his strength, for me, kind of goes hand in hand. When players do get their hands on him, he has shown that he struggles to fight them off at times. There are other times he's great and he anticipates them getting their hands on him, but most of the time, or a lot of the time, I saw that you know he really struggled to you know physically like ward them off and that's a little bit of a problem and so for me i'd still like to see him put on a little bit more weight even if he does play linebacker and then if he does play linebacker which i think might have to be the move if he wants to play on the next level 
it would help for him to work on his lateral quickness and just general explosiveness. He did play defensive line, so there you go. And he's not the slowest guy. I've seen slower players, but he could definitely get a little bit quicker so he can make that transition to linebacker on that next level. Like I said, it's not bad, but to improve his game, I'd like to just see him become a more explosive player. All of that being said, you know, uh, CSCS doesn't exactly play in the highest division of Colorado football. And for Ryan, that kind of hurts him here just because, you know, you're a six foot, 210 pound nose tackle, right? And you're playing against maybe not the best talent in the state. And Colorado isn't necessarily known yet as a football state and so that kind of goes against him so if i had to give ryan some advice here obviously with those concerns you know put on weight get more explosive all that stuff get stronger those are things that he could obviously do in the offseason but moving forward he will have to make a tough decision here because i do believe he is a senior class of 21 and so he'll most likely i think would probably have to go to a juco I'm not sure if he has a college offer or a preferred walk-on or what his situation is yet, but personally, I think going to a Juco and having those extra years to put on weight, you know, find that playing position and whatnot and continue to get better at the things I said that he should get better at would really help him out. And that's additional film against proven talent as well that could, you know, propel him to the next level. Because as of right now, I think he's probably a D3 type of player, maybe NAIA, just because he's kind of in a weird spot. You know, I don't know if he's big enough to play defensive tackle or if he's fast enough to play linebacker. And so I'd really like for him to take that time to figure out, all right, I'm going to play this position. This is what I'm going to do. Because if he has to play defensive tackle or defensive line, he needs to put on a bit more weight, to be honest with you. And be comfortable playing at that weight consistently. At linebacker, you know, he didn't really play linebacker in high school. So he'd have to be learning that position and, you know, really be learning the ins and outs of that. Either way, I think a Juco will help, you know, it'll give him that extra time and playing experience and he could earn his education there as he goes. So... Best of luck to Ryan Chavez, you know, I'm pretty sure he was requested a couple of times and I did DM him a bit or he DM'd us and we talked a little bit on Instagram as well. So, you know, best of luck to him and we hope all the best. Coming up next though, we have another player uh, and that is Zane Rankin, the quarterback from Lamar. All right, welcome back. So here we have Zane Rankin, the 5'8". 150 pound quarterback slash cornerback from Lamar High School. He is a senior, so class of 21. Um, I'm going to start with the positives here because I think kind of like Ryan, he has the same type of deal where he might have to switch his position going on to the next level. But if he doesn't switch his position, he'll have to put in kind of a bit of work. So let me talk about the positives. First things first, he's a good dual threat quarterback in my opinion he has a good ability to run you know he runs almost like a running back or wide receiver so he could definitely be a threat on the ground and there are times he flashes fantastic arm power he has shown that he could put the ball into tight spots and that's what you want you know that's um you know some of the bare minimum stuff that you want out of a dual threat quarterback even if he is pretty raw so there you go in addition, he has shown some versatility because he can return punts. That's never a bad thing. Uh, showed off his hands a couple of times at corner. He had two interceptions his senior year through his junior year, so that's not bad at y'all. 
and then he was a three-year varsity starter and leader so that obviously that means he's athletic enough to hang with those boys on the 2A level for a minute now and you know he is a good athlete he has good speed and agility and that's kind of what I like to see here along with good hands as well but here are the negatives. Like I said, with Ryan Chavez, uh, or like Ryan Chavez, he's somebody who will have to make some tough decisions here. Right now, his frame is too small, and I'd like to see him fill out. Um, and because of his frame being so small, I think that is something that's going to hold him back from being a D1 or maybe even a D2 type of guy. He may need to switch positions here. So... There you go. If he does switch positions, here's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see him refine his footwork a little bit more if he switches to running back or receiver because there are times it looks a little clunky and that's okay, you know, because he did play quarterback and whatnot, but that's an easy fix with a couple ladder drills and really getting that uh, figured out. Another thing that was a little concerning to me was that he relied on, you know, standout wide receiver Blake Buxton quite a bit here and that concerns me because there were times where he'd force it to him and then Blake would make an amazing play and you know don't get it twisted there are times that Zane Rankin here would make some big time plays you know he showed in that state championship game this last year versus Eden High School that he can come back and he's somebody who could be a tough quarterback but it's hard to not deny that he didn't rely on Blake Buxton quite a bit here in addition his accuracy uh could be improved if he sticks with the quarterback because right now I think it definitely there's definitely some improvements that need to be made uh, his arm power too can be improved as well like I said there are flashes that it looks great but I think that's mostly in his footwork and mechanics and there are times where he just under throws the ball and that's because he's not setting his feet and throwing there are actually a couple of times where he does under throw the ball and that concerns me so I like to really see him work on those mechanics because his mechanics will help his accuracy as well along with his you know arm power and so if he cleans some of those things up maybe sees a quarterback guru or maybe not even a guru just a quarterback trainer somebody who works with quarterbacks he could refine those a little bit better there so that's something i'd like to see uh, and then obviously i'd like to see him continue to get faster because he can potentially make it as a running or dual threat quarterback on the next level maybe not somebody who throws as much but somebody who could run the triple option or read option and there are plenty of colleges that still run that so i kind of like what i see there so zane rankin he's somebody who has shown over the years he can be a good leader he can be a solid enough quarterback in the locker room and be the type of quarterback that could you know make runs with um with with the right team, I would say. But, you know, 5'8", 150, those are things that are definitely going up against Zane. Um, I don't I don't quite doubt yet that he can't make it as a quarterback on the, another, on the next level. Right now, I think he's probably a D3 or NAIA guy. Uh, possibly. Maybe a lower D2 guy. But, you know, I'd really like to see him put in some work. I think it'd be really cool if he played quarterback on the next level. Or played running back on the next level. I think that's just fine as well. Um, because he did have a pretty good college. Or college. He did have a pretty good high school career here. You know, going to state. Playing as well as he did. You know, there was a time where Lamar was down by like 21 or 14 against Eden. Going in that third quarter. And then they rallied all the way back and made it a game Eden still won but the fact they're able to rattle off 21 straight points and most of those were through the air 
that says something to me you know that's something that i like to see and you know i don't know if his quarterback career is quite over yet and honestly i don't know if i want it to be over quite yet so with Zane, just in general, work to become a better passer, work on those mechanics. You know, Kyler Murray, he's a smaller quarterback who could run, obviously, just like him, but his mechanics are flawless, and that's what makes him as elite as he is, um, despite having a smaller frame and just being a shorter guy. So for Zane, I'd really focus on, you know, bulking up a little bit there and getting stronger and then working to be a better thrower, at least. So when you are called upon, you could make it happen. Um, I would say, you know, go to a Juco and you could fill out or figure out what you want to do there. I think that gives you plenty of flexible options. And I think flexibility at this point might be his best friend just because, you know, if he does have an offer or a uh, preferred walk on somewhere, I don't know if that's the best possible situation for him. Whereas if he was to go to Juco, he has the flexibility. He could figure out what he wants to do and whatnot and really commit to that and have extra time and then still have his four or so years of eligibility on that next level. So either way, Best of luck to Zane Rankin. In my opinion, he's the definition of an underdog, and I do want to see him succeed, just like anybody, but him especially for sure. So, yeah. Coming up next, we have another uh, lower division player in Colorado on the 1A level this time, AJ Hempill. All right, welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. So today, we're going to talk about A.J. Hempel, the 6'1", 205-pound wide receiver, middle linebacker from Strasburg High School. He is a senior, class of 21. So let me go ahead and talk about the positives here. First things first, you know, he has good speed as a linebacker. And obviously, as a receiver, it's pretty solid. But, you know, that's something that stood out to me on this 1A level here. In addition, he does have pretty consistent tackling form. You rarely see him tackle out of form and tackle high or low. It's, uh, it's a pretty good tackling form, if I do say so myself. And I would say that he has obviously you know, looked at his film and whatnot because he does not get tricked by a lot of offensive plays that have play action or a bunch of different fakes. He's very disciplined. That's what you like to see. He does play the run well. Uh, I would say that he's a downhill tackler. He's definitely stronger than he looks at 6'1", 205, and he's somebody who, you know, he can light up a play just like that and set that tone for the game, and that's what you love out of a linebacker. He is solid against the pass as well. Obviously, he is a wide receiver, but he did get a very interesting interception his junior year. It was against a screenplay. He read it, and he got the pick. I want to say he scored on it as well. And, you know, those are great instincts, and that's what you love to see out of a linebacker. And as a wide receiver slash linebacker, he has good hands. You know, he's a big body who can make those contested catches, and that's what you love to see whether you have him on offense or on defense. And then he is a great, in my opinion, he's a pretty great blocker as a receiver. He has shown over and over again, he can at least block DBs and seal that edge. And that is some versatility that you love to see. You don't really have to worry about him there because, like I said, he is stronger than he looks. And then last but not least, he's extremely versatile. He could play on special teams, return kicks. Obviously, I talked about how good of a linebacker he is. And then as a receiver, you know, he could run it uh you know, he could run it well, and he's somebody who is kind of a possession receiver at times anyways. So, you know, as a returner, he could do good there. Uh, some errors of improvement. So, 
he is committed to Ottawa University, so congrats to him. That's great. I'm not quite sure how they're going to use him, but if I did had to bet on what he would play, I think he would probably actually make a better linebacker on that next level. And here's why. You know, the speed, the tackling, the toughness and physicality he plays with, along with the excellent hands he has, that makes him into a very interesting linebacker prospect. And so I'm going to have that in mind when I'm talking about his areas of improvements here. So obviously he could put on a little bit more weight at 6'1", 205. I don't doubt that he's at 205, but you know, if he could get up to a good playing weight of 210 at least, I think I'd really like that for, for him. I'd also say, you know, if he could continue to develop some block shedding and pass rushing moves, that's never a bad thing. You know, I, I'd like to see a little bit more of an array there because he did play on the 1A level and that's fine, you know, but there are going to be better linemen on that next level. And, you know, speaking of that 1A level, that definitely worries me. It's not exactly, you know, a negative on him or anything like that, but it's an area of concern because, you know, the 1A Colorado level isn't exactly, you know super great obviously you have a couple players who do their thing like you know you got a Colin Russell Corey Taha all them boys but it's definitely still a concern and so you know for him to relieve those concerns I think getting bigger continuing to get more explosive and then I would really like to see him you know continue to hit that film room and study some of those offenses on the next level because they will be running more complicated plays with more complicated passing patterns and I think for him to be as effective as he possibly could against the pass especially he has to do his research you know, I think he's solid enough against the pass skill wise, but, you know, I think uh, intellectually, I like to see him really put in that work so that he become he can become a, you know, two or three year type of starter. Don't get it twisted, though. Right now, I don't think he's a three-year starter. Most likely, he's a two-year starter with a redshirt year, and that's okay. You know, he's still getting a good education. He's playing two solid years of football, uh, but we'll just have to see how that plays out. And so those are the things that I'm a little concerned about slash things that I want to see him work on. You know, and once again, congrats. Uh, to him for committing to Ottawa University. We do have a couple other guys, I believe, who are going there as well that we've done breakdowns on. So that's a, that's a really cool thing that he's going to be going over there. And honestly, I don't doubt that he could contribute right away. I did say he is a, probably a two-year type of starter, but, you know, after that redshirt year, which I think he should take because it will give him some time to, you know, really adjust and find the position he wants to play or, you know, adjust to the position they want him to play and get better there. Um, but I do think it will help him, you know, adjust academically. So that's never a bad thing. But after that year, I think right after he could probably contribute on special teams, he could be somebody on kickoff or punt where you know he's somebody who could fly down the field and nail somebody and you know that's that's always a good thing now, i don't think he's quite <laughs> i don't think he's quite a punt returner or kick returner but it wouldn't hurt having him up there anyways because you know he could he has shown that he could block pretty well so that's never a bad thing so getting those reps on special teams will be key for aj here uh because you know that could eventually translate to more consistent reps on defense so we'll have to see but congrats to aj once again you know we obviously wish him all the best of luck here 
And coming up next, we got our last player that we're going to do a breakdown on. He is out of state from the state of Alabama. What's good, y'all? Welcome back. And right here, we got our last player from the great state of Alabama. That is KJ Jackson, the 6'3", 210-pound quarterback from St. James High School in Alabama. He is a freshman, and as of right now, he obviously hasn't committed anywhere. But, you know, this is a standout kind of quarterback. I was a little surprised that we got this request, but he's somebody who is definitely a standout and maybe somebody who might be the top quarterback of his class moving forward, but we're going to have to see. All that being said, we might as well hop into the positive since we're praising him. So the lefty quarterback, he definitely has a strong arm. You know, he throws on the run well, does a good job of getting his hips flipped as well, and his feet set to throw and that definitely contributes to how strong his arm is and how accurate it is as well now with that he does show some great flashes of ball placement you know there are definitely some plays where he just fits it into tight windows and uh, you know he throws it away from defenders and makes it easier for his wide receivers to catch it obviously you know KJ has a big frame for an underclassman or even for a quarterback in the country right now at 6'3", 210. I could believe it. <laughs> and honestly, he might even get bigger. He might get taller. He might fill in more. And that's a lot of good potential that you like to see out of a freshman standout quarterback like KJ Jackson. Um, you really can't take that for granted here. In addition, you know, using his big frame, he's, a, he's just a tough runner. You know, he uses frame well. He kind of runs like Cam Newton a little bit there. You know, he could definitely run. He has good scrambling ability, but he could throw his shoulder down and run over a couple people. And, you know, KJ Jackson, that's something that makes him very dangerous and makes him, you know, a standout freshman, obviously, because it's not every day you see a freshman quarterback who could run like he does and has the frame like he does and the confidence to, you know, run with... Uh, toughness and physicality because he can't set that tone and to add on to all of his great things here he has shown the ability and you know he's flashed this a couple of times but he has shown the ability to manipulate the defense with, with his eyes and that's pretty next level for a freshman quarterback to do I wouldn't say it's consistent quite yet but, you know, just the fact that he can't do that is a very good sign to me. And then last but not least, he has shown that he can't be patient and let a play develop so that he could pass for or run for a bigger gain of yards. And that's never a bad thing. He's shown time and time again that he can be tough in the pocket, stick it in there, and then throw an absolute dime or strike to one of his wide receivers. And, you know, that toughness, that's something that you absolutely love to see, especially out of a young quarterback. Um, but let's talk about some things I'd like to see him improve. And he does have time to improve. I think the biggest area of concern is that he has some pretty risky decision making and it's not like a, oh every now and then he will throw a ball he shouldn't have it happens kind of a bit actually he just doesn't have the highest completion rate and there are some games where he just has way too many turnovers and he takes on a little bit more of a gunslinger mentality 
And not that a gunslinger mentality is bad, because time and time again, like I said, he has shown that he has great confidence and he can take control of a game, whether it's through the air or, you know, through the ground. But, you know, it does translate at times to some very sloppy football. You know, against these two teams that I found here, I think it's Trinity Presbyterian and Montevallo High School. I think those are his last two high school football games. He had a he threw four interceptions to one touchdown, and that is pretty bad because it reflected in the outcome of the game. They lost both of them, and you know they weren't super close. If I'm being completely honest there, and so his decision making needs to be better. He needs to become a little bit more disciplined. I could see him, you know, at times maybe doing a little bit too much there when he can't settle for a checkdown, and so. That comes with maturity. I believe he'll get there, but that's definitely something that I see right now that he needs to fix if he wants to be the best quarterback in the country, and I do think he can be. In addition, you know, the next thing I'd like to see him improve is his footwork in the pocket specifically. Uh, look, he doesn't always need to roll out to buy time. I say this a lot when breaking down quarterbacks. You know, a lot of quarterbacks, when they have the ability to run, they'll completely roll out. Instead of just making some slight movements here and there to manipulate the pocket and buy time because you know you're wasting energy by rolling out and you know you're probably taking away some focus when you're doing that as well. So I'd really like to see him work on that footwork and really work on working that pocket, you know, making those defenders work um, against those offensive linemen and helping out those offensive linemen, you know. Uh, and trusting them as well and so i think those are some things that he could definitely improve on or things that he could be possibly improving on right now lastly i think his timing on his throws can be improved i'd like to see him work on the ball placement more as well kj jackson has a pattern or tendency i would probably say where he you know he kind of throws the ball and he throws some strikes and he could throw to targets that aren't exactly moving um but you know he can't time his passes well enough to lead his receivers on at least on a consistent basis and to me that is definitely a little concerning because there are some quarterbacks who honestly <laughs> they never figure out that timing and so they're just throwing the ball as hard as they could at the receiver maybe they're not putting as much touch as they can on it and you know that's kind of a problem because it limits them it basically means that they can't be as accurate as they can be and you know if i'm a defensive coordinator i'm saying okay well here's a set of you know throws that he can't make because you know he can't throw on time and whatnot I'm going to force him to throw on time. And if he doesn't, then we're going to rattle him or get him down. Something like that. And so, you know, for KJ Jackson, I like to see him really refine that timing, you know, with his receivers. And, you know, that might just be a chemistry issue where he just needs to work with his receivers. And, you know, I get it. It's COVID and it was probably a short and off season and all that great stuff. But this next season, I expect for him to get at least a little bit better at his timing and his accuracy as well and work on that touch uh, just because I think that'll add a whole nother dimension to his game. Specifically, I'd like to see more over the shoulder type of throws uh, and comeback throws. I think those are the things that will really show um, you know, that he can throw with timing and that he can have some accuracy and touch on his throws. So all things that I really want to see out of KJ Jackson. So all that being said, let's talk about outlook here. 
you know, there are a lot of things that I really love about KJ Jackson. You know, the strong arm, that's definitely a plus. The running ability, the frame, all of that great stuff. And those are all things that, you know, Penn State actually liked a lot, apparently, because they offered him. As of right now, I believe that is the only D1 who has offered him, but he has been getting looks from a lot of Power 5 D1s lately. And I think it's well-deserved. I think he's not somebody who's, you know, overrated or anything like that. I think he's properly rated, and he's somebody who can become the best quarterback in the country by the time it's his senior year. But for him to do that, I'd really like to see him work on becoming a better, you know, just passer in general, if I'm being honest. You know, work on making better decisions, work on the pocket uh, movement and that footwork in there. And then obviously his timing and accuracy, like I just said. If he does all of those things, I could easily see him becoming one of the best in the entire country. And, you know, KJ Jackson does have a long way to go. And I wish him the best of luck, you know. Um, he has a lot of talent. <laughs> Honestly, he's one of the most talented quarterbacks we've done a breakdown on and might be one of the more talented quarterbacks to potentially come out of Alabama in a minute here. So that'll be really interesting to see how all of that turns out. So all that being said, we wish KJ Jackson the best of luck. Just like the rest of these players that we've done breakdowns on, KJ Jackson, if you're listening to this, we'd love to have you on the podcast. You know, we think you're a heck of a talent. And, you know, if there's anything you'd like to dispute or if you want to just chop it up, you know, we'd we'd uh, love to do that with you, you know, because he is somebody who is an up and comer. So, yeah. But that'll wrap up this episode of the Playmakers Corner Podcast. Remember, if you want to request a player, uh, just make sure you leave their name, what position they play, and where they're from. So what high school or school they're at. You know, we are getting a lot more out-of-state players like KJ Jackson here. And so, (laughs) you know, that list is building. But we are going to do our best to get everybody out there. You know, we want to get as many, you know, requests and breakdowns out as we possibly could. So we could help out you the fans and the athletes ultimately because there are a bunch of ballers all around the country so make sure you do all those things and you could either dm us on facebook instagram twitter uh tiktok as well actually i almost forgot and then while you're there you might as well follow us and give us some likes and all that show us some love on social media and then last but not least Feel free to leave us a good rating on Spotify, Apple Podcast, or whatever you're listening this to. Once again, we really appreciate the support. We appreciate y'all, you know, getting us to 1K on TikTok. That is big time. You know, that's a very good milestone, and we'll be looking forward to the future here. So, yeah, be on the lookout for Cody's request episode this Wednesday. Anyways, I'll wrap up requests part 17. And thank you for listening.